from the Hustle and Faith, this podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics like self-improvement, business, health and beauty, and random thoughts about life from a Christian perspective. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. Are you enjoying the Hustle and Faith podcast? Regardless of where you listen to Hustle and Faith, if you love this show, please leave us a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash Hustle and Faith. Again, that's ratethispodcast.com forward slash Hustle and Faith. Doing so will help others to discover this show. Thanks again for your support. It is very much appreciated. Welcome to season six of the Hustle and Faith podcast. Happy New Year. I wish you all nothing but a very happy and prosperous 2023. Just a quick church announcement for those of you that are new to the podcast, we will be releasing episodes every two weeks. And the reason for this change is because it's going to enable me to have a little bit more time to um, for the production process. So it's just going to be a little bit easier for me because, again, I'm a one-woman show. <laughs> All right. I'm probably preaching to the choir when I say this. But time is going by so fast. Last year, I turned 40. So entering a new decade prompted me to challenge myself to have more balance and enjoying the journey to achieving my goals instead of waiting to be happy once I accomplish my endeavors. Now, don't get me wrong. I still have some work to do in this department. But I'm enjoying the journey to my destination much more than I used to. And one of the reasons I believe this is the case is because I intentionally focused on my theme word last year, which was cultivate. So for those of you new to the show, every year I choose one word in a song that serves as a quick reminder to help keep me on track to achieving the goals I want to accomplish that year. Of course, a theme word or song will not get you from A to B, okay? A goal without a plan is just a wish. And I'm big on goal setting, so if you're curious about how I approach my goals, feel free to download the goal setting planner on the Hustle and Faith website, and I'll place a link to that in the show notes as well. So anyway, last year, my word was cultivate. I am a nerd. I knew that I would have to learn new skills to acquire the resources that would help me get to the next level. Now, I'm not saying that I've arrived, but at some point in time, you have to start implementing the skills you acquired. I love to learn so I can quickly go down the rabbit hole of researching a topic to death, okay? But having all that knowledge will never benefit you unless you act on it. So my word for this year is execute. Last year, for a variety of reasons, was a hectic and challenging year. Check out episode 207 if you want some additional detail on that. However, one lesson in particular last year reinforced that if you put God first, you can have faith that he will provide you with the knowledge, the wisdom, and the resources necessary So you don't have to feel like you need to depend on other people. So I Count on Me by Aloe Black is my theme song for this year. And I absolutely love Aloe Black and his music really resonates with me. The song I Count on Me feels like my life story. So here's the first verse. 
It's that I'm sick of sitting waiting my turn. I've been knocked around, pushed to the ground. People try to hold me down. But here's a little thing that I'm sure about. I'm going to be standing firm. When I get back up again, I count on me. So you're probably nodding your head in agreement if you're anything like me. We can't choose the cards life deals to us, but we're in charge of how we choose to play them. So my question to you is, how will you play the cards life deals to you? Throughout this year, life will deal you good hands and bad hands. A bad hand means you're forced to deal with negative circumstances like receiving horrible cards in a card game. A good hand means you're fortunate enough to deal with favorable circumstances like having great cards in a card game. We would all love it if life gave us nothing but good hands, but that's unrealistic. Jesus already said that we would have trouble in this world, but that if we rely on him, he'll give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. So knowing that we can be dealt a bad hand at any time should keep us on our toes. We must be prepared for all the possible ways to react when we get a bad hand. Life can deal us a bad hand and we decide to fold. This means that we get a bad hand and we just give up. We walk away. And that's exactly what Vashti did in the book of Esther. Some of you may be wondering, who's Vashti? I get it. Vashti was the queen married to King Xerxes before Esther. So for six months, King Xerxes displayed the vast wealth of his kingdom and splendor and glory of his majesty. Okay? Once he was done showing off his wealth, King Xerxes had a banquet for seven days. And on the seventh day, King Xerxes commanded each guest to be allowed to drink with no restrictions. On the last day of the banquet, King Xerxes wanted to show off his wife's beauty while wearing the royal crown in front of all these drunk men. So he sent one of his servants to get her and deliver her to the king. But Queen Vashti refused to come. King Xerxes got mad. And so he sought advice from the wise men. And I'm using air quotes when I say wise (laughs) in his council about what he should do. And so these wise men said to him, you have to dethrone Vashti from being queen. These men were thinking about themselves. They were worried that if the queen could get away with not listening to the king and the other women heard about what happened, those women would feel empowered to react the same way Vashti did. And so instead of King Xerxes taking the time to think for himself, he listened to his wise counsel. Again, using air quotes on that. The rest of the story set in motion how Esther becomes his future queen and saves the Jews from being killed. Now, without a doubt, Esther is the star of this show. But there are lessons that we can learn from Vashti. She had a bad hand by being married to a man that was drunk with power and alcohol. (laughs) Vashti did the right thing by removing herself from the situation. She knew that by refusing to obey a command from the king, that she could be jeopardizing her ability to remain queen of Persia. Vashti knew her dignity was more important. She dared to stand by her convictions 
and was willing to pay the consequences of her actions. How many of us remain in toxic friendships, work environments, the list goes on, all because we're too afraid to give up? God has plans for us. However, we all have free will. Sometimes we tend to hold on to the wrong things in our lives so tightly that none of the other blessings God has in store for us can get in unless we're willing to open our hands. Unless we're willing to fold our bad hand, God can't give us new cards to play with. Once we fold, we can get new cards, and this will allow us the opportunity to start over so we can position ourselves to see the plans God has in store for us materialize in our lives. Sometimes when we don't feel like God is moving fast enough, if we have a bad hand, we may cheat so we can win. And that's exactly what Athaliah did. However, unlike Vashti, Queen Athaliah was a wicked queen. Queen Athaliah was a bad person, received a bad hand, and attempted to cheat so she could win. Winning for her meant reigning over Judah by whatever means necessary. Queen Athaliah's story is wild. (laughs) She was evil, just like her mother Jezebel, and taught her son to act the same way. So her son ends up getting assassinated. Instead of grieving his death, she takes this as an opportunity to kill her grandsons so she can reign over Judah because she would be the only person left alive in their family. However, what Queen Athaliah didn't realize is that one of her grandsons had escaped. With the help of Geosheba, Queen Athaliah's grandson, Joash, remained in hiding for six years. Once he turned seven years old, the high priest Jehoiada crowned Joash king, and the high priest Jehoiada ordered his guards to kill Queen Athaliah. Now, Queen Athaliah is a prime example of what happens when you allow an ego to go unchecked. She literally thought the world was supposed to revolve around her. I still can't believe she killed her grandsons just so she could sit on the throne to reign over a kingdom which she couldn't even control her own emotions. You can take comfort in the fact that even if you get caught up in someone else's nonsense, God will make a way for you to escape, as he did for her grandson, Joash. God has an amazing way of leveraging people's evil intentions to propel us to our destiny. It's amazing when people try to set you up that they fall within their own trap. And I've experienced this firsthand. I'm out here minding my own business, living my best life, only to find out someone didn't like me because of ABC or that I was just a little too efficient on the job and got upset that I wouldn't dumb myself down. Folks like Ethaliah expect the world to adjust to them. The world doesn't work this way. Sooner or later, those who share Ethaliah's mindset will realize that cheating may give you the illusion that you won, but you won't be able to enjoy what you gain because you didn't earn it the right way. You're going to be constantly looking over your shoulder, wondering if someone else is going to hurt or steal your desire just like you did to get it. Instead of being deceitful, Ethaliah could have been like Jabez and asked God to deal her some new cards 
so she could stay in the game. Can you imagine how hurt Jabez must have felt finding out the meaning of his name? Jabez literally means pain. His mom called him this because she bore him in pain. Through no fault of his own, she passed the misery she experienced onto her son. Now, I'm sure he had a low self-esteem because life and death are in the power of the tongue, and the words we speak help create the direction in which we choose to go. Jabez had no desire to live up to his name. He wanted something better for his life. He saw he had a bad hand and took the initiative to ask the dealer, also known as God, for new cards. Jabez asked God to bless him, enlarge his territory, not to leave him, and to protect him from harm. And God granted his request. There are so many lessons we can learn from Jabez. However, the main lesson that resonates with me is that I have the power to accept or reject the cards dealt to me. The same applies to labels. People create and attempt to put labels on us because they're projecting what they may be currently experiencing in their own lives. Misery loves company. And that's why I'm very, very careful of who I associate with and take advice from. If I feel like you're adding more obstacles than contributing value in my life, then you can expect to find yourself outside my circle of trust real fast. This is a prime example of why it's important to filter our thoughts in order to ensure that they align with what God says about us. People can say what they want about you. However, if we truly believe that we're members of his royal priesthood, what people think about us will go in one ear and out the other. And this is easier said than done, but it can be done. You just have to show God that you're willing to take that first step so he can guide you down the right path. Even when he takes you down the right path, you may experience some fear and frustration along the way. Just don't allow your fear and frustration to keep you from continuing your journey like Jonah. Jonah had a good hand, but he didn't want to play his hand. He chose to delay the game. So for those of you unfamiliar with Jonah, He was a prophet that God commanded to go to Nineveh. Nineveh was a very wicked city, and God wanted Jonah to go go there to preach. And so God wanted Jonah to tell the residents of Nineveh that they were wrong and needed to repent in order to get back on God's good side. Jonah was like, nope. (laughs) Instead, he thought that he could run away from God. And so he went to Joppa to buy a ticket for a boat that was headed to Tarshish. And during the journey to Tarshish, there was a very strong storm that threatened to rip the boat in half. And believe it or not, Jonah was asleep the whole time. The captain couldn't believe it. He asked Jonah to pray to God so that they wouldn't die. And so to make a long story short, Jonah finally took responsibility. He told the crew that he was the reason for the storm and to throw him overboard. Once they did that, the sea grew calm and a huge fish swallowed Jonah. So Jonah spent three days and three nights inside this fish, praying for forgiveness. And so the Lord commanded the fish to vomit Jonah onto dry land. And so Jonah goes to Nineveh, shares the message God commanded him to do so. The people of Nineveh turn from their evil ways, 
and God didn't destroy the city. God knew that Jonah had the skills needed to warn and persuade the people of Nineveh to repent and live a righteous life. Think about how many lives were saved when Jonah finally decided to play his hand. Yet Jonah, either out of fear or frustration, he didn't want to obey God. And so he literally had to be swallowed by a fish before being convinced that it was in his best interest to obey God. And so this begs the question, how many of us are not using the talents God blessed us with to help other people? And I'm embarrassed to admit this, but for a very long time, I sat on the idea of doing this podcast. You know, people always told me, hey, Tasha, you've got a great voice. Or, hey, Tasha, what do you think about X, Y, Z? And it wasn't until I lost everything that I finally came to my senses. And so if you want to hear more about my story, check out episode 184. So anyway, the faster you play a good hand will place you in a position to sharpen your skills so you could stay in the game. And that way, once you get really good, you can be like Mary. She realized that she had a good hand and immediately played her cards. The angel Gabriel went to Nazareth to tell Mary that she was highly favored by God and that she had been chosen to bring Jesus into the world. Mary could have easily complained or tried to persuade God to choose someone else. Instead, she chose to accept her assignment. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. I hate to admit this, but I didn't have Mary's attitude. When I started encountering like adverse situations regarding business and God started adding knowledge to my mental library, I was frustrated and angry, but I didn't realize I had a good hand. And luckily, God blessed me with a very business and law-savvy mom, so I got a chance to increase my knowledge by shadowing my mom. Mary's attitude serves as the perfect reminder that when God tells us to do something, we should be honored to have the opportunity to work on a special assignment with him. Like Mary, we should have a bring-it-on attitude. As you go through this year, remember, life is going to deal you a variety of hands. Your ability to quickly discern how to play those hands will reduce the time it takes to win. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, rate or leave a review, donate, or make a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, then risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode.